This segment, What's the Rent, is brought to you by Rent-A-Meter. Visit brianchavis.com forward slash Rent-A-Meter for rental property highlights. B, welcome to the game show, man. How you doing today? Good to be in the hot seat. Man, hey, well, this is a new segment that we wanted to start up, um, sponsored by Rent-A-Meter. Um, they do these amazing rental reports, and you've been using them for quite some time, haven't you? Over a decade, yeah. Well, so what I want to do is a game show called What's the Rent? And I figured what we can do is we can start with the top 10 rental markets. We're going to start with our very own St. Pete market. That's where you currently own property. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, every week I'm going to um, just have you guess the rent. I'm going to give you three choices and um, we're going to run a rental report and you know use that to see what the rent is. Okay. All right. Let's do it. So this is our rental report from St. Petersburg, Florida, based on 944 single bedroom rentals seen within the last 12 months. Is the rent A, $900, B, $1,100, or C, $1,300? And we're looking for the average rents. Hmm. So considering the demographics... Considering employment, consult my CO process, strategic evaluation of a target strategic area. evaluation. I would have to say B. Okay. And the answer is B. Uh, the average rents are going for $1,124 uh, in St. Petersburg, and these are for one bedrooms. And so um, congratulations, B. You are the winner of What's the Rent? <laughs> Uh, man, it's good. Good to be a winner. Good to be a winner. Participate in the tournament of champions. And we've got a gift. We've got a prize for all of our listeners. Um, if you go to brianchavis.com forward slash Renometer, uh, you're going to be able to get some free rental reports from Renometer. Um, it actually Renometer Pro. So when you sign up for Renometer Pro, um, you're going to get a detailed property list. Um, this report provides a detailed list of properties used in the analysis. Um, including most current uh, listing dates, building types, size, square footage, number of bathrooms. Also, you can filter it by maximum age, building type, and radius. You can actually share these user reports uh, with friends, family, uh, tenants, coworkers, um, and you can customize them as well. So you can actually add your own logos. Um, so it's just a really slick tool. Uh, we love using it at, at Brian Chavis Coaching and Consulting. Uh, so please visit. Extremely useful. Absolutely. So uh, please visit brianchavis.com forward slash rentometer and brian thank you so much for playing what's the rent thanks for having me all right b we are live on facebook all right. <laughs> and uh, we're live in the studio today. Uh, this is actually uh, episode 21 of the uh, By the Block with Brian Chavis podcast. Get out of here. 21. Crazy. Blessings. Blessings. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Absolutely, man. How you doing today, bro? And I'm good, man. It's my, my son's birthday today. So my, my son Judah is turning, hey. turning two today. So uh, big shout out to Judah. Uh, his big two-year two year, uh yeah, birthday party. So it's, we'll be celebrating all weekend. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, man. 
You just awesome. Had, you just had a, a Mufasa Lion King moment here. You were looking at your uh, pictures of your son there. Yeah, yeah, man. It's uh, on Facebook, you know, when they do those uh, anniversary, one-year anniversaries and things like that. Yeah, man, it's like, wow. Wow, it just goes to show you how, you it's know. crazy. Yeah, I feel like we've been doing this for, like, a while. Yeah. We've only, you know, we're, you know, we've only been doing this for a couple of months, so. Yep. Uh, yeah, man, just uh, this is awesome, man. Just thankful, man. I'm just extremely thankful and blessed. Absolutely, man. I can't wait to hang out with him on Saturday. He's such a cool kid, man. I yeah, remember, man. Uh, he saw me and just gave me a little thumbs up <laughs> out of the blues. Just like, no thumbs up, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Like a grown man. That's him. Yep. Yeah, man. This year at Disney is going to be fun, bro, when we all get out there again. Everybody's getting a little older. Exactly, man. Well, um, oh, my gosh. Um, we had an amazing session today in the multifamily matrix, man. Yeah, man, we did. And uh, we talked about what how a recession impacts multifamily. And you uh, you kind of put that in quotes, uh, recession. Mm-hmm. Um, love for you to, you know, elaborate on that. You know, as we go through this podcast, um, what we've seen is, you know, stock markets dropping and all these different things. Um even uh, hitting home when they they canceled the uh, the NBA, yeah, the NCA <laughs> tournament. Oh, I know, man. The world, the world. What is the oh, world coming? Man, to? if they cancel the 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 TPC, if they cancel the players, oh, uh, which I don't think they will, because I, I, you know, ultimately, if they they remove the fans from the uh, from the golf tournament, I, you know, who cares? But um, you know. Please don't cancel the golf trip. If they cancel the, the, the players' championship, then I'll, uh, yeah. Hopefully it's underway. Hopefully, and I haven't looked, hopefully the first round is well underway, should be well underway. But, yeah, man, this is, uh, you know, this is kind of stuff where, you know, you, you, you remember why Buy It, Rent It, Profit is such a uh, popular book because it wasn't just written about how to syndicate, right. how to underwrite, you know, how to buy an investment property. Though it has all those components and chapters in it, yep. and it's mainly 80%, the bulk of it is procedures. Right. It's a procedures manual. That's really what Buy It, Rent It, Profit was, is a distant cousin to the procedures manuals I used to um, manage thousands of units. Um, so at its core, it's all about operating right. and operations and you know how to operate in various different scenarios. But... Yeah, man. I mean, if you really don't understand operations, then um, it's going to be difficult. You know, people are waiting, and you have a you have various different perspectives, right? You know, so you've got a group of people going, "Oh yeah, I'll get involved with real estate once the market crashes, and then I can grab stuff." And you know, that's an approach. But you know, the main topic into today is how do you evaluate assets currently if you own and operate over the last three years or refinance. Recently, you know, how does a recession impact you? So there's various questions. There's a ton of questions that must be asked. So you're an operator, owner, operator. You're probably meeting with your asset manager and your property managers, and you really need to be reviewing your business plan, your management plan. Say business plan because people quickly understand what that means. But Mm -hmm. a business plan is a management plan, which is a business plan for the property. And each property should have its own management plan. Right how the property should operate. In times like this is where, as an operator, you're having to reevaluate areas on operations from leasing. Obviously, the number one thing is where do we set the rents? Right. What's, how, the, how are the rents going to be affected? 
uh, but it goes deeper than that. It gets much more granular. So we have to figure out how's your prospect tenant going to be affected. So not only how your current tenants are going to be affected, but how is your prospect tenant going to be affected? How are you going to market to that individual? Okay. Um, you know, are you going to um, get ahead of it and possibly uh, start offering a slight reduction or um, uh, specials in rent? concessions, things of that right. nature. So you, these conversations, the conversations that, uh, you know, one has to have. Um, and even if whether or not you have to offer, do you want to get ahead and, and still, because if your competitors are offering, mm -hmm. even, you know, because here's the thing that in a market, if your competitors are offering huge discounts because they're over leveraged, their margins are much tighter. So they've got to soften rent to get occupancy up. That's still going to affect you, even if, you know, you, you hadn't made a mistake, you leveraged, you underwritten properly because, you know, I, five tenants come, three out of five are probably going to go, you know, where the, where the lesser, you know, the right. rent is. So you have to kind of think like the prospect tenant, you know, um, if the market is showing a bunch of discounts, but you're at, at market with your rents, you know, unless they absolutely love your property, mm -hmm. uh, chances are you're going to lose a lot of prospect tenants, a lot of traffic. So being able to, you know, offer your own concession perhaps or, you know, waive application fees, you know, you're going to have to look at certain things, lowering deposits, things that may not overall really hurt you all that much. Um, you have to sit down and think through that. And then you also have to think through, um, you know, obviously you don't want to offer that in a 12-month right. lease term. So you want to do that in the lease amount. Each municipality is different. Each state is different in their laws. Uh, 80, so you can apply the 80-20 rule here where 80% is applicable. So, okay. you know, most states don't allow you to do anything under seven months. Right. And if you have under seven months, a seven-month lease, then you must pay hotel motel tax. Mm. So um, ideally you want to figure out what your smallest lease terms are, and then you want to be able to then maybe if you're going to offer some sort of concession or some sort of uh, you know reduction in rents, then you want to offer that only on your on your short you know on your shortest lease right, term, right? You know, so you're able to if the market changes quickly and there's a miracle drug that comes out in 90 days or whatever, then you're able to make those adjustments accordingly, and you're not you know locked into a year lease, you know, offering uh, that concession. So I want to I want to back it up a little bit. So mm -hmm. um, you know, as people are listening, you know, everyone I see things on. Um, social media oh now's a good time to buy some stocks and now's a good time to buy this that and the always other. yeah when there's and, blood and, in the water and we heard you know now that's a good now isn't it a good time to just buy multifamily property but why are we not placing the focus on that versus more of the operation side because you know yeah the, the acquisition junkies all these people running these spreadsheets and stuff and oh yeah grab some undervalued properties mm -hmm. but still what is the challenge you know you, well, you're holding these properties we still got to operate them there you go. And you just said it. So, uh, you know, our approach is always chess and not checkers. Right. We all know what blood in the water means. You get discount on prices. Okay. It doesn't take a genius to figure that out. Right. You know, you don't have to read a ton of books on real estate to understand that when there's a, a recession or people are starting to hand back properties to the bank because they can't make the note because they're over leveraged or whatever it may be. And that, you know, that's still to be determined depending upon how long the stretch this recession may be. Um, to where we start seeing, you know, foreclosures. Right. And obviously, you know, if people are selling, there's going to be huge discounts. And even if someone's right now has a property up and they're looking to sell and, 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 and create, you know, have, you know, ready to, you know, um, move into a disposition, they're going to have to think right now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're going to have to, you know, 
They're going to have to have a conversation with themselves and say, you know, are we going to offer a discount? Most right now, it's a little too early. They're probably going to just still feel the market out. They're going to be mm-hmm. dealing with their brokers and their, or the sellers. Um, uh, the, the brokers, the commercial brokers are going to be probably telling everyone to just let's, let's see how the market, you know, right. how the, 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 the multifamily market reacts. You know, is there, is there, is you are you going to see um, assets sitting a little longer right now? Um, I don't really anticipate that or see that because I don't think it's that much. Um, I don't think that shoe has dropped. That domino has tipped right. yet. Um, just for the simple fact that I just don't feel like it's we're that far in the panic mode. Right. Because um, you got to remember with multifamily, the reason why you invest in multifamily is because um, you know, when the head of the snake gets hit, mm-hmm. the tail is, you know, that lag is four or five months. Mm-hmm. It gives you a lot of time to plan and operate. So, you know, you're going to see a three to four month lag period before, you know, uh, you start seeing people maybe adjust prices. Right. Um, you know, uh, and a lot can happen in three or four months. Look what happened just in the last three or four months. Three or four months ago, we weren't even talking about this, really. Correct. You know, so yeah, we don't know how the pendulum is going to swing, but if that, but we must, if we have to forecast, you always got to forecast for the worst. Right. Um, you know, I did that going into Park Plaza. Forecast for the worst. Always looking at the value add on the operation side right. and what flexibility do I have in rents. Not how much I can raise rents, but how much can I fall back. Got it. See, a lot of people are thinking when they look at a deal and they're evaluating, how much can I raise rents? That's a conversation I have. But an equal conversation to that is how much can I fall back if current rents right now we're buying that property and rent schedules are $850 like they were two years ago can I still operate at 730 rent schedules Correct. if something happened and so you know that's a question too so it's not how much I can make but how much could I fall back what occupancy do I need to be and maintain to be able to cover the note so on and so forth so mm-hmm. those are the questions that that you have to ask but the one that you're talking about as far as just you know blood and water let's find deals I mean that's yeah I mean anybody you know you don't take a you don't have to read any books to figure out how to buy, you know, assets at a discount when there's blood in the water. So, uh, which I'm sure there will be, mm-hmm. uh, depending on the severity of this recession. Right. Uh, before the coronavirus, you were seeing some hints, uh, periodic um, adjustments in the uh, inverted yield curve. Um, you've seen, um, you know, which is the short-term rates outpacing the long-term rates. Right. Um, there are some hints. Seems like this Corona has pushed the markets into, you know, panic. Right. Markets panic. You know, they panic about a lot. Anything. You can say something. Uh, certain key officials can say something in the media and it will send the, uh, the markets into a frenzy. Okay. Um, but this is obviously a little bit more than just a normal frenzy. Uh, affecting China, affecting Europe. Uh, you know, schools closing down, the right. NBA shut down, NCAA looks like it's going to shut down, sports shut down, baseball, May, hockey. This is this is huge. They're saying, you know, right. where two or hundred more are gathering that needs to shut down. What impact does this have on the economy? So it's going to have a major impact. Short term, you won't see anything hit the multifamily. But if you are buying and you're operating and you're a general partner right now, and you're not thinking long-term, and you're not playing chess, and you're continuously playing checkers, 
and you're continuously being reactive and not proactive, then, you know, you'll be one of the ones that, you know, that, you know, when the, that are offering the blood, when that blood is in the water, you're the one offering up, you know, uh, the blood when it, right. when, when it does hit the water, right. um, your property will probably end up going back. You're either over leveraged or, you know, whatever, a ton of reasons. We'll talk about that more in a, in a minute, but, um, you know, the key right now is just really looking saying if you're a general partner, you got to forecast this thing out and you got to really see like if this continues three months, nine months, a year, how is that going to react? And there's going to be a reaction. It's going to hit the multifamily market within four to five months, roughly, um, because of that lag at what hits the market. It, you know, after three or four months, you'll start seeing things happen because the impacts of the wages, you know, the impacts of. You know, so Mark Cuban said, hey, look, I'm going to be paying for the people that work at the arena. Right. You know what I mean? Everybody's going to take a hit. So people working at the arena. What if those people that he's talking about, those individuals are going home somewhere tonight? Correct. Right. They're going home somewhere tonight. They have a lease. Right. They're going to a rental property tonight. So that NBA closure affected how these individuals are getting paid. Right. Because Mark Cuban stepped up and said, hey, I'll pay their wages. I'll take care of them. That doesn't mean every owner said that. And so some people may not get a paycheck. You know, hours at Walmart may be cut back. Correct. Amazon, wherever it may be, it's going to affect the job market. What affects the job market affects your prospect tenant's demographic and your current tenant. Absolutely. Uh, and how is it going to affect? So you then got to start planning for it. So obviously softening in the rents. What adjustments do you need to make? You got to start focusing on qualifying criteria, mm-hmm. uh, making the adjustments with current tenants right now. You may have to start planning for um, delinquencies, an uptick in your delinquencies and turnover. Mm-hmm. So uh, these are the things that you need to make adjustments within your management plan. Uh, and, uh, you know, these are really all, um, you know, conversations that are tough to have, but you have to have and you have to be ready for them. And um, it should have been ready in your underwriting. When you bought the property, you know, you should have been planning for this. You know, a lot of people ask me, well, why did you buy and, 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 and you know, you buy and focus only on these core markets? Even Joe, uh, Joe Ebanks, our uh, director of, um, of acquisitions, he was asking me at Chavis Capital. He was like, you know, you know, showing me deals in the pipeline. And I would always, you know, no, 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 not interested in that. And they were solid B minus C plus. B properties and you know because of where they were located and because of the demographics and psychographics of the tenant uh, I said no because you know I was planning moving forward was planning on 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 what we're doing what we're dealing with some sort of recession right some sort of headwinds preparing for these headwinds right and you know so you over I, I don't mind paying market for an asset that is sitting in a position to where it's going to be least affected correct by some of this volatility that you see so as we talked about in the coaching session, you see me when I went and pitched in Austin, you know, the deals to investors is that my, my whole pitch wasn't, you know, I'm not offering you big bang returns. I'm not offering you home runs. I'm offering you singles, right? I'm offering you stability in multifamily. I sold stability, efficiency from which you would get your money back. Those are the things, the, ter- the terminology that I was using because now, you know, you, 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 now you look like the smart one in the group. Correct. You know, when people are saying, oh, yeah, you know, the volatility everywhere. You're like, yeah, now you see why I wasn't going to offer you a big bang for your buck, but I was going to offer you stability. Because right now what people want more is what? Or want most? Stability. Stability. Absolutely. I can imagine all the um, letters that are going to be going out to investors 
Um, we're sorry to inform you that uh, your 12% returns that we promised you um, are not going to be coming out this, this month, Can't make this quarter. Um, Can't make it. Yeah, we overpromised. Can't make it. And, you know, you know, and, and, and a lot of, and hopefully a lot of underwriters have, have made the proper, or a lot of uh, uh, the investors, you know, especially a lot of, you know, nowadays there's a new guru every week in multifamily. And, uh, you know, I've always questioned how long they've actually been in the industry, mm. you know, to have seen any sort of recessions. I've been 20 plus over two decades. You know, I was there during 9-11. I've been right. there during the many recessions. I was there in 2008. This is all I know is multifamily. Mm-hmm. I understand how it affects every aspect. Um, but, yeah, you know, how you over leverage what demographic. You know, there, there's a lot of good deals that were out there that I passed on because it wasn't the right demographic. But people don't talk about demographics. They just love to talk about the building, right? the market, the market. But what does that really mean? When you talked about the market, what were you really saying? What does it really mean? For me, the Seattle process, strategic evaluation of a target area, I'm evaluating a target area. I'm focusing on demographics and psychographics of a tenant base. That's all I'm focused on. I can care less for the most part about the building itself. Brick and mortar doesn't pay rent. It's documented in my book that's written back in 2000, originally in 2008, 2009, I'm saying these things. Correct. I'm not saying these things now because we got a recession that makes for a hot take. This is fundamentals that I was taught in the industry that you live by. And so the idea is that absolutely, man, you have to understand that this is all about demographics and psychographics because the rent and the net operating income comes from rent. Rent is paid by tenants. Tenants are affected by the market. Right. Tenants are affected that, you know, schools have to shut down, that uh, employers are saying stay home, you know, um, hours at Walmart may be cut back or Target or whatever. In the service industry, if you're catering to a lot of servers that, you know, you're going to see, you know, uh, you're going to see a, a downward tick in, 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 in you know, and, and, and people uh, patronaging your, 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 your restaurant or you, you might, you, you're going to see, you're going to see a, a, you know, a, 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 a pullback. Uh, and when this happens, you know, go, Hey boss, man, can I get those? Can I do that double? We don't really need you for a double. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're actually, I was going to ask you to give back a few hours. You know, you're going to see things in the conversations like that. And so that what that's going to do with your current tenant base is you're going to see an uptick in vacancy, I mean, delinquency. So you have to be prepared. You need to look at your eviction policy. If you ain't spoken to your landlord tenant eviction attorney in a while, you might want to call them and start preparing and, and really overlook and really look and evaluate your collection policy. Right. You need to make sure and understand that you have that process down. Uh, what it takes to collect rent timely in a timely manner. What does that hap- look like when a tenant is not paid rent? How are you going to work with the tenant? Are you going to work with the tenant? And if so, what are the rules and the boundaries mm. before you cut the, the, the umbilical cord there and send them on to the eviction attorney? You need to look through all these policies. This is, this is, this is, this is management. See, no one was talking about this. No prior to recession it's been so rosy it's been great it's been go to a boot camp learn how to invest in multifamily. right put all your issues onto the third party property manager they'll run it for you <laughs> they'll handle it for you um you, you yeah. always say uh you know what buildings don't pay rent people do and there's a statistic that said 56 percent of people don't have three months of you know income saved up Mm-hmm. They're three paychecks away from financial ruin. Mm-hmm. 
And that means over probably half, even less if you're less, renting. Exactly. And so over half of your, your tenant base is two to three paychecks away from financial ruin, but you're, you know, just referring on property managers or your, your, um, you know, underwriting. So it's interesting. It's very, yeah, it's, 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 uh, to some it's awesome. It's exciting when, when a lot of the folks are, you're going to get to see who's swimming naked when the tide pushes back. So, and if it's not the coronavirus situation, because we really don't know if there's a, if, if medicine is introduced where, you know, and this may be here today, gone tomorrow in three or four months. Right. But if it's prolonged and it lasts six months, nine months, a year, you're going to see, you're going to see how this eventually affects multifamily current operators. Not people looking for deals. People right. who are like us right now, raising money and going to be looking for deals. This is this is good. you know this is this is kind of you've been waiting for some sort of issue to come. Of course, where you're able to find assets and 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 perhaps get them at a at a discount or some sort of discount. Right. Um, and not just look at the value add play from the operational side of things to where you're actually getting a, a discount. Correct. Um, you know, so for that topic or subject then you know things are you know people are people are unfortunately excited about that mm -hmm. possibility um but if you've refinanced or you're operating currently right now and possibly got into a project and the leverage is not favorable you know 80 20 you know uh you know this this is concerning mm -hmm. you know whether or not depending on how long this you know you have to turn when you have to steer your ship right. into these headwinds Okay, or these headwinds begin to rock the boat. The question becomes more so, you know, in the initial, when the winds pick up, mm -hmm. the, 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 the waves start crashing, the boat's bouncing back and forth. The initial question to the operator is not really how big are these waves, right? but how long are they going to last? Got it. You know, because most people can navigate a little bit and do an adjustment here and there, move a few things around on the ship, disperse the weight a little differently. Right, right. And you kind of ride the waves a little bit. You know what I mean? You hold on for dear life and you ride. Three months, okay. Six months, nine months, a year. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You're, you know, there's no port in sight. Right. Supplies start dwindling, you know, throwing stuff over overboard to balance the ship out. You're, you're trying to, you know, you, you know, everybody's strapped up with life preservers and, and yeah, there's no end reserve. And yeah, it's, it's tough because a lot of folks haven't underwritten and don't know how to really run an asset for a prolonged period of time like right. this. So you're going to see if this lasts long, you're going to see a situation. And if it doesn't last long, then it needs to be a call to arms for a lot of operators. You know, we know a lot of owners and stuff, you know, and there's tons of owners out there that have got thousands of units and, and right. have no clue what they're doing. A lot of these individuals are going to, you're going to find out who really understands operations. Mm -hmm. You're going to find out that investing is more than just writing a check and being able to acquire investment properties that it's not monopoly. It's not as easy as it, as it has been over the last decade. Right. And you're going to see that there's a level of skill. And I've always said, you know, that read my books, what I'm saying in this podcast and what I've been saying in the coaching and, and, and who I am, yeah. 
it's not just this is not just a show because of the recession and what right. we're doing. This you you can read my text and go back ten years of me talking. This is right. fundamentals have been the core of who I am. Yep. So at the end of the day, you know, this is unfortunately this is now when you get to see who really has a skill set, you know. And everyone thinks and assumes that because you have the ability to raise money and buy a property. And you can underwrite and put stuff in the software and a spreadsheet and get these numbers back that that was investing in multifamily. And that's all you needed to know because, you know, the, 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 the more heavy stuff, you just push that onto a third party property manager. But I've always told you that, no, you're the general partner. You need to create at least the management plan. And then you hand that to the third party and say, this is how I need this property rent main, run and maintain. Because when issues like this arise, you want to know that you have a team in place that is able to make the adjustments, which makes the Patriots so well. They come back in the second half and they've made all these adjustments, you know, and it's like they come back from, you know, being right. 20 down in the Super Bowl or whatever it is when they have these deficits. You never count them out. Why? Because they make the adjustments. That's what you need on your team. You need a team that's able to make adjustments. You might get your butt kicked for the first couple of months. But you're able to go in, look at qualifying criteria, look at the way you collect rent, look at your policies, tighten things up, make changes in, 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 in qualifying criteria or concessions that you're offering with your rent, you know, for a period of time. And, you know, I'm never big on concessions, but sometimes you offer concessions to be able to get ahead of what the prospect tenant is feeling because they're feeling emotional right now. They're feeling, you know, like vulnerable right now. Like, oh, God, the NBA is close. Baseball may not happen. NCAA, they're feeling really like, maybe I shouldn't be moving right now. Maybe I should move back in with mom or dad. Or maybe I should double up with my spouse or girlfriend or what, boyfriend or whatever it may be. So you have to address that. You have to. Whether or not you financially at your property needs you right now, you may have to address that when it comes to amount of traffic and qualifying criteria. Now, if you can sit on your vacant units for a period of time without having to lease them in your, you can sit for four or eight weeks and kind of really read this out as far as reading the tea leaves or where this is headed, you know, then, wow, you're fortunate. But I say you are 1%. Mm. That's 1% of anyone listening right now. 1% probably can do that. Wow. 1%. One. And I'm being generous. <laughs> <laughs> can probably say, "Hey, look, I can sit on the vacant unit for a couple of months. It's not going to hurt me in the you know in the multifamily space. Won't hurt me." What are some ways that um, investors, people who currently own multifamily, can uh, learn from you? Um, I know we've we've got another j young gentleman who just joined your your coaching program. Um, how would you be able to work alongside investors and help them to kind of not recession proof their their portfolio? Uh, well, I wouldn't. Yeah. First of all, let's not, we wouldn't call it recession proof because you cannot recession proof anything. That's cool. The only thing you can do is make adjustments. Right. Because you can't stop the onslaught of a recession and what it's going right. to bring. The only thing you can do is make some adjustments to weather the storm. Right. And then you have to pray that it's not going to be longer than nine months or a year because no one can really last. No matter right. what adjustments you make, you will usually succumb to right. the erosion of the net operating income. Right. Okay. Right. But adjustments are made. Key points are, I mean, I've, I've, I've just given them, you know, you're looking at the way you operate day to day. You're looking at, you know, the lifeline, anything that affects net operating income, collections. Yep. How you handle maintenance, you know, upgrades and units. Everything has to be reevaluated, readjusted during right. the recession. Right. 
You know, I, I, I at one point it got so bad, and this is at the multifamily level. Yeah, at a huge level, we were using toothpaste. Wow, for to instead of caulk. <laughs> <laughs> that bad. I mean, and I'm being dramatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it happens. but I'm trying to sell a point here. Absolutely. My point is that you got to cut back. Yep. You have to cut back. You know, we're filling holes in the walls right. using toothpaste. Right. And then painting. There you go. You know, just small little, the small little. Yeah. But my point is, and again, that's dramatic. But my point is that you know, think you've got to look at every aspect of operations, right. every aspect of collections, qualifying criteria. You got to understand. How to position your product in the marketplace right now, where you're not looking like you're 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 dying, but you're you right. also want to offer a concession, not because you need to sometimes, but because your neighbors and your competitors are offering, and you want to be able to compete with the traffic. So that's right. then you have to make adjustments in your rents. Yep. And as far as your lease terms, because you don't necessarily want to offer a discount to give someone a 12 month lease. I don't want to be locked into a that kind of discount for the year. Right. So then you got to figure out how what you want to offer. You know, we're talking about, uh, you know, this utility company that we wanted to maybe work with and start doing the billing. How does that work? Right. Do you introduce that now in a recession? That's 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 going to hurt. Right. That's going to hurt a lot of people trying to sell that product in a recession where, you know, right now tenants are, you know, they're 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 trying to figure out how they're going to survive. True. And now you're going to charge them water. You really you know, this is this is delicate. So. You know, there's there's a lot of things that have to be. So you have to focus as an asset manager and property manager. You have to focus on operations. And these are the key points that we talk about. Everything that affects net operating income. Right. You know, so maximizing income, minimizing expenses. What is affecting the net operating income on a monthly basis? Collections or the like thereof. Vacancies. Mm. Both physical and economical. Right. So. You know, those are the areas. You know, uh, that that you have to focus on. You're looking at. Uh, you know, bad debt. And uh, lost a lease. Yep. So if you got vacant units right now, you know, and your competitors are now offering all these concessions, you're not getting a ton of traffic. You know, uh, your your units now is going from two weeks on the market to four weeks, right. to six weeks. Right. How does that affect now Zillow charge, especially in our market? Zillow charges yep. you to, to 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 advertise. So you're looking at advertisement costs. You're looking at lost to lease. You know all this. So you might have to make adjustments to get that traffic in. Better to adjust, make adjustments than to sit, stay at a thousand dollar rents or whatever, and and be vacant for 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 four weeks. Mm-hmm. If really, if you get the nine ninety nine now, it may take you longer than a twelve month lease term to get that recoup that lost lease. So if you had rented it for nine fifty, I'm just using simple math, of course. you know, and leased it in uh, in four days versus four weeks, you know, what does that look like? So right. this is where you have to start getting with your team and really understanding. You know, someone has to take the bull by the horns and say, okay, this is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to guide this ship. And then you just pray that it's not for a prolonged period of time. And if it then becomes a prolonged period of time, then you have to start making some more adjustments and more phone calls and more, you know, you're always adjusting. Absolutely. No, I love it. I love it. And, and B, thank you so much for coming to the studio and always sharing such uh, your, your wealth of knowledge. Um, if you guys are interested in learning multifamily, if you own properties currently, um, we're actually doing some free consultations. Uh, go to brianchavis.com. You can sign up for a 30-minute consultation with Brian himself. Also, we have our group coaching each week in the matrix. Uh, you can go to brianchavis.com forward slash matrix for our multifamily matrix uh, weekly group coaching sessions. And then also you can become certified 
as a rental investment specialist, make sure you go to brianchavis.com and get signed up because you're going to want to get the certification. Um, you're going to want to you know, hone your skills and become an expert in this industry so that you can work with investors and also you know, continually grow your portfolio. Um, but once again, B, man, thank you so much for, for being in the studio, man. Um, anything you want to share with any, with, uh, our listeners? Yeah, man. I think, I mean, I think, you know, we're probably going to stay on this subject Yep. in the podcast, you know, as long as we're in this environment, because I think, you know, we already have pretty much what we're going to talk about preset, but you know, when you have situations like this, this, you know, for me, this is this is crisis mode and people mm -hmm. have to start making these adjustments that we talked about. So I think it's very timely. And I think people are going to have questions about what adjustments do they need to make? How do they you know, how do they begin to make these adjustments to their management plan? A lot of people don't even have a management plan. Right. So, you know, what do we do? You know, how do we handle that? What questions do we need to ask our property managers? Um if we're owning and operating our own assets, Brian, what do we need to do? What changes do you think we should make to our qualifying criteria? What, you know, how do you think we should make adjustments to rents? What do you, what, when you said we got to look at our collection uh, policies and procedures, what things are you looking at? You know what I mean? On how to collect. And, you know, when you said, you know, we need to reach out to our eviction attorneys, mm -hmm. what questions are we asking? You know, we're going to be deeping our deep, we're going to be going into a deeper dive, I think in the next, you know, several, several weeks and talking about various different topics that are timely and how to operate in a recession right now and kind of pause from what we already have canned and ready to talk about, not uh, already on the, on the, on the, on the deck to talk about um, in our podcast. I think we will, 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 will stay on this subject matter. So um, I encourage anyone who owns operates thinking about operating a multifamily um, you know, because it's still a great market. This is a this is why you want to invest in multifamily, and that's and that's one of the things I wanted to talk about too. Uh, this is the reason why you want to be in multifamily mm -hmm. because you know this is what I talked about. I wasn't trying to sell high returns. I was selling the stability. This is why Correct. multifamily is still a really great asset and is a great asset because you know I'm I'm getting a lot of people in Wall Street. They're not getting three to four weeks to make adjustments. You know, they've been, they were hit over the head almost overnight. You know, the Dow takes a dip, like, you know, during that day, how do you make adjustments for that? You don't, mm -hmm. you just take the hit with multifamily. You're investing in commercial grade assets. You know, you're able to make adjustments. Correct. You're able to go to your management plan to make adjustments, man. That's a, that's, I don't think people really understand how valuable a resource or a tool or the ability that to to do to do that, uh, make the adjustments. How how impactful that is. Mm -hmm. So you know, knowing how to make the adjustments is key, and understanding the fact that real estate investing in multifamily for one offers the ability to make these adjustments within this time period. You know, um, it's uh you know to me that's that's just a tremendous um, um, benefit of uh of multifamily so you know yeah absolutely absolutely all right b man yeah once again you know thank you so much for coming into the studio if you guys want to get involved in uh, multifamily please visit brianchavis.com you're gonna learn about all our upcoming events you're gonna learn about all our coaching programs and 
you actually have the opportunity to speak to Brian himself uh, for 30 minutes in a free consultation. Uh, we'd love to speak with you. Our goal is to help you own more multifamily in 2020. And uh, B, look forward to speaking with you next week, man. Absolutely. Look forward to it. Take care. All right, guys.